Do I look fat? Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. This is your girl, Steffi Kiss. This is the first episode of 2020 and I'm so excited. And my guest this week is a great one. She is a certified chula, an anti-diet <laughs> dietitian, and your Latina nutritionist, Dalina. Hey girl, how are you? Hey, <laughs> good. <laughs> How's everything going with you? Oh, you know, living the dream <laughs> at home. Yeah, it's a it's a weird holiday season for sure. We're recording yeah. this episode the day before New Year's, so December thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had Christmas and all those holidays. Mm-hmm. We're gearing up for New Year's in the living room, right? <laughs> yes, with our sala outfits. Exactly, it's crazy. <laughs> um, tell my listeners, let's give them a quick little introduction. Uh, so yes, my name is Dalina. I am a registered dietitian. Um, I basically practice from an intuitive eating health at every size lens. Um, and I believe that, you know, our culture is super important and the wellness world seems to kind of make it or villainize it, I should say, not make it. It, it really villainizes a lot of our foods and um, it really makes us feel crappy about eating the foods that we grew up eating or maybe the foods that are still, you know, ate in our countries. So my goal is to kind of like dispute all of those myths um, and and help people or chulas understand um, what nutrition is really, um, understanding like how all these foods fit um, into the nutrition model and how much they're providing us. Yes, I love it. Love to see it. I'm I'm loving the whole intuitive eating aspect <laughs> of it all because you know, like you said, diet and diet culture has ran our lives, right? Yes. For like the majority for the majority of my life for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so just getting into more of a like intuitive eating lifestyle is definitely yes. where I'm gearing more towards, yes. especially in 2021, you know? Yes. Um, just trying to stay away from all the fad diets and diet trends yeah. and all of that stuff. So um what we're going to do to break the ice is Ooh. we do a quick would you rather game. Okay? okay. So I'm going to give you two scenarios. You let okay. me know which one you would prefer and why. Okay. okay? Oh, shit. <laughs> so the first one is, would you rather always say everything that is on your mind or never speak again? Uh, I would say everything that's on my mind. I kind of already do now. <laughs> I love that. The bluntness, right? <laughs> Not really a change. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes it's needed, right? To hold things in, it's just why? Why am I doing yeah. that? As long as you're not out here like deliberately hurting people. Yeah, yeah. All the I time. mean, that would be that would basically be my fear that like I because sometimes you, you can't help what your brain thinks, right? Like we've been conditioned or like even just like taught that certain things. And so like I kind of have been trying to um, train myself to ask my friends whether or not they want my advice on certain things. Cause usually I'm like ready to just like tell them what, I, what I'm thinking. And I've been trying to really work on like, do you really want to know what I'm thinking? Like, do you right. want to have this conversation or are you just venting? <laughs> so right. I don't know if that would work in that scenario, but I would definitely rather just 
day how it is <laughs> for sure and that's a big thing too like just asking your friends if there are if they are actually just venting or if they yeah. are looking for advice mm-hmm. because sometimes you know you talk and you may be talking in a way where it sounds like you're asking for advice but yeah. you're really just really like not. I need to yeah. get it off my chest yeah. for the most yeah. part <laughs> yeah and we're humans we're all going to have different opinions and different ways of thinking and I think that again we live in in a society that's super extreme and polarizing, like there's definitely certain things that you can't have different opinions on. Like racism is not good. Right. Fat phobia is not good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ableism is not good. AG- like there's definitely certain things that you're like, sorry, that's a no-no. But I mean, you're allowed to have different opinions. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely. Okay. So the next question is, would you rather spend the night in a luxury hotel or camping surrounded by beautiful scenery? Uh, luxury hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always wary of the people who are like, I'd rather go sleep outside. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But if I had a choice, I would yeah, rather be in like the lap definitely. of luxury. Like- exactly. So <laughs> take me to the Maldives. <laughs> that is my ideal dream. Yes, vacation. that's where I got to go. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> How my what my how my kids say when the coronavirus is over. <laughs> oh, we're gonna try to go on vacation. Hopefully. Maybe I'll make it there one day. <laughs> and it's hopefully sometime soon because uh, yes. I'm over it. It's about to be a year, which is wild. I, know. I can't believe that it's gonna be a year come March. Like we're it's what insane. nine, it's, almost ten months in. It's crazy. Wild. Okay. So the next question is. Would you rather? Oh yeah, there's a there's a few. Would you rather live in Antarctica or the Sahara Desert? (laughs) Um, I would say Antarctica because you can at least create heat to keep yourself warm Mm. and like cook and stuff like that. But when you're in the desert, it's hot and you don't want to be cooking. And I like food too much. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna go Antarctica. succeed this is why I like asking these questions because when I come up with them or find them or whatever have you I I think of my answers as I'm like writing them down and I was like oh no I'd rather live in the desert I hate the cold but you can keep yourself warm yeah but I also hate layers of clothes you know like that's not that's not for me and I love the sun but you know too much of a good thing is not good right so I would probably get over it see but you can get like a you can get a sun lamp (laughs) like you can if you're I mean I'm assuming you're asking me like I'm probably gonna have a house where I can keep it heated up don't have to wear layers inside all the time like I mean it's basically what we're living right now we can't go outside so girl and I am I am over I'm over the northeast okay I don't know like we've been inside all year right so now the, the winter is coming yeah. but we have to be inside mm-hmm. and it's just like oh god so now we're just not gonna get a break at all yeah oh boy okay so the next question is would you rather be stuck on an island alone or with someone who talks incessantly talks i can't be in silence like that <laughs> all the time I can't yeah. do that I rather I would rather just tune them out I could probably tune them out I'll be all right well you have kids so yes. like you've learned <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm staying with my cousin right now and she has a four-year-old son oh yeah oh boy (laughs) and why and how and why and he's adorable and he's so smart and he's so Mm -hmm. funny but after a while it's like 
can yep. you please <laughs> I just tune them sometimes like my husband be like they're calling you and I'm like huh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's like that it's definitely <laughs> like that okay um the next one is would you rather sew your own clothes or grow your own food grow my own food are you <laughs> do you have like a garden or like a I do not, not mm-hmm. yet. So my goal is this year. Um, so we live in PA and we have a lot of deer. So we couldn't have a garden because the deer would eat it all. Mm-hmm. And I, fu- we finally got a fence up um, in October. So my goal is to have a little garden back there this spring. And hopefully they won't jump the fence because apparently they can jump up to like eight feet. Ooh. So do you hear my son yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, go ask your dad for more pizza i hope you edit these or this is just gonna I be did. in there yeah. it's gonna be a blooper i mean of, it might be we don't know of a three-year-old asking for pizza <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's real life right yep <laughs> or you're fine okay um so it's just gonna be two more questions okay would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great great grandchildren. I want to go into the future because I want to see how that was or how that is. How, I, 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 we know what the past looks like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or we we we've learned, or we, right. well, we should have learned from the past. But I want to know what the future looks like. Is it going to be like Xenon, the teenage girl from the 21st century? Because that still hasn't happened. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my flying car. Like the, if the Jetsons told me anything, it was that yeah. in the 2000s, we were yep. going to be up in the air. Like what And happens? we were going to have machines that did my laundry and folded everything. I'm still waiting for all of that. I, listen, yeah. okay. I'm, I mean, I'm happy, you know, that people have dishwashers. I'm in New York. I don't have a dishwasher, so I'm still... <sighs> in the 1980s but you know i was here for a week i'm in florida and she has a dishwasher and it's just like wow you don't why don't you have a dishwasher in in new york because my apartment doesn't let it i don't Uh, have a washer and dryer girl what i still have to go down the block to the laundromat to wash my clothes okay all right i'm I'm triggered okay (laughs) i'm like is there a reason why they're not allowed confused oh my goodness listen I tell everybody I'm just like New York is so glamorized right and it's just Uh it's it's for the birds it's terrible nobody wants to go there zero out of ten never recommend like I'm just I'm over it (laughs) especially after COVID Uh, (laughs) all right so this is the last question would you rather be without internet for a week or without your phone for a week um, probably internet because I can still text on my phone <laughs> without You can still talk to who you need to talk to. I can to. still talk to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if you have internet, then you can always get in contact with them. Only if they have iPhones and I can iMessage. Ooh. I don't really do the green bubbles. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I don't like the green bubbles. So <laughs> I, yeah, I'd rather just have the phone and then technically, right. You can still text with the green bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though we don't like them. <laughs> Even though we don't like them. You know, if we had to do it, yeah. like yeah, my yeah. sister has an Android and it's just like, if you don't, it's upgrade, annoying. 
we can't have you in a group chat like mm-hmm. my group chat with my mom and my sister is on instagram because that's just easier uh, you guys don't use whatsapp i hate it but i, I hate whatsapp as well <sighs> gosh i hate it it's just it's too much it's just too much and i'm always on instagram anyway so it's okay on instagram but I, I we can't do a group chat like a, a texting group chat because it's just it doesn't work it's the green mm-hmm. bubble things come in all crazy and listen apple mm-hmm. knows what it's doing when it does this like it just oh, it separates does. us because it does because nobody wants that green bubble no because it's so annoying it you is get the videos that they send if she sends it a video, come through. it's like the tiniest little thing and then when you expand it it's all pixelated and i'm like okay what year is this 1982 like what is going on why does it look like this it's yep. so frustrating so frustrating okay so we're gonna get into the first segment which is eat your heart out. And this is a segment where we provide my listeners with nutritional tips and gems. Oh, hi, Uh, hi, hi. Yes. And we also give stories and things like that. We talk about diet trends, ways of eating and things like that. So today, because I have your Latina nutritionist, (laughs) we are going to talk about your 10 principles of intuitive eating. Do we have time to get through all of them? There's a lot. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell my listeners all of them. And then I want to discuss my favorite three. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So the first one is reject the diet mentality. Uh huh. Then we have honor your hunger. Yep. Make peace with your food. Yep. Challenge the food police. Mm-hmm. respect your fullness yes discover your satisfaction uh-huh. coping with your feelings with or without food mm-hmm. respect your body joyful exercise and honor your culture health and nutrition with gentle nutrition yeah right okay yes. so first and foremost i wanted to talk about rejecting the diet mentality Wait, wait, I have a question. Mm. Did you download these from my guide? I did. Yeah, I because I changed, I changed the names of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, she's reading from my guide. No, <laughs> you read the last one directly from my guide. And I, I was did. Like, oh. I did. <laughs> well, you're right, because we have to honor our nutrition and culture. Okay, <laughs> Right. That's not so in the I regular watched, steps. Yes, I watched the video and then I read the guide and I was like, oh, because I made notes and I was like, oh, so she switched up the last one. I'm yes, going to sure them in there. Okay. I sure did. Like gentle nutrition, but I like the whole honor your culture, yeah. health. Yes, I love that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So um, the first one I wanted to talk about was rejecting the diet mentality because Mm -hmm. that is huge Mm -hmm. for me. And I feel like I've come more into that um, in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, The start of this podcast started, I was supposed to actually get um, the premise of the show Mm -hmm. that I was supposed to get a vertical sleeve gastrectomy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I started the process literally the beginning of March. Then COVID hit. Uh-huh. That went completely out the window. Oh, okay. So it didn't happen. Um, and then it was like, okay, so what am I going to do? I had this whole plan in my head. Uh-huh. You know, am I going to go on a bunch of diets? And, th- and then I was like, I don't want to do that. That's how mm-hmm. I lived my whole life, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, I'm over it. So now with COVID, I haven't really lost any weight. I'm not mm-hmm. even going to lie. I'm not going to come on my podcast and lie to the people. But <laughs> I have been eating better. Yeah. Right? So I haven't gained any weight, which uh-huh. is great because, you know, COVID and yeah, what the COVID 15 is what they're calling it. Like 19. Know. Yeah. 
Um, but I've just been eating a little bit better. So the diet mentality forces you to feel like a failure, you said. Yeah. Right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's almost impossible to stay on a, re- on a restrictive diet for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Give us mm-hmm. some more insight into that. So I think it's really interesting, everything that you say, and I'm just going to analyze you like a dietitian, like when I work with people. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I think, it, yeah, like what you said, you know, you, you started this process of doing the sleeve um, COVID hit. So you kind of had some more time to think about it, but you know, and then you started talking about like COVID-19 and all of this. So I think it's super important to understand that diet culture tells us that we should be the same weight forever. Like mm-hmm. whatever way you were when you were 15 at your prime, that you should be that when you're 35, when you're 40, when you're 50, when you're 60. And what we don't realize is that first of all, weight is very genetic. We have weight set points where our body thrives and we're constantly fighting that number because whenever our body shifts or changes to a higher weight set or a higher weight um, because of aging, because of stress, because of maybe you had a baby, whatever it is, something that shocked your system to kind of like move into the next, especially aging. I think that's one of the biggest ones when you kind of like move into a new century, your body kind of like settles in a different way. <laughs> um, like in your thirties, I'm like, Hey, I'm here. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's again, weight is fluid, right? Mm-hmm. Weight is not something that is rigid that will always be the same. And so diet culture tells us that we need to be the same weight we were in our thirties that we were when we were a child. And so they constantly sell us this lie that we can shrink ourselves, that we can do diets, that we can maybe even do surgery um, in order to get back to this number. But this number is coming from a chart that wasn't created for one women and two people of color mm-hmm. um, because the, the BMI chart, um, a lot of the, the medical, you know, terms that, or, you know, or charting that's being used was created by using white men. Right. <laughs> like we have boobs, we have butts. <laughs> we naturally have more, we naturally fat, have more fat. Yes. We need to have fat or we can't menstruate. Um, and so again, we're being pigeonholed into these molds that were not created for us. And then that causes stress because we're like, but I should look like that. And yes, there's anomalies. There's people that look like that naturally. We Mm -hmm. can't fight that. We can't argue that. (laughs) But what I'm saying is take a step back and look at the big picture. Do you really want to live your whole life worrying about every single crumb that goes into your mouth? Do you really want to have a panic attack because you ate a cookie? No. Like, do you really want to live life stressing or miserable? miserable? Yeah, that's not worth it. Right. And so what we need to realize is that we're all born intuitive eating eaters, right? You can't force feed a baby for the most part. Well, Spanish people like to do that, but (laughs) um, that's a whole nother topic. (laughs) That's a whole conversation that we could have another day. But for the most part, you know, really early, like as soon as you're born, you eat, you stop and you're like, uh, I'm done. But then again, if you get hungry within 30 minutes or if you get hungry within an hour, nobody's judging you for eating. You just eat because your body needs energy. Um, and so that's what I think we need to realize that we've been sold this lie that we're robots, that we all need the same amount of energy every single day, the same amount. And that (laughs) we need to all look the same and be Mm -hmm. like these like Stepford wives when in reality it's just a way to kind of like keep you controlled and (laughs) 
yeah. the patriarchy is just trying to get us. <laughs> for sure. And then also I um, could like I'm like slipping into other topics here, but girl, no, I love it. I love it all. We love tangents on this on this show. So it's fine, you know? Um, I also liked um you had said, you know, the diet industry is a business. So yeah. at the end of the day, they want you to feel like this is what I got from it. They want you to feel like a failure mm-hmm. so that you can try the next thing. So you can always uh-huh. strive to look quote unquote, like how they say everyone is Mm -hmm. supposed to look or weigh how, what everyone is supposed to weigh. Um, when it comes to, you know, weight and Mm -hmm. just health and wellness, they, Mm -hmm. it doesn't always go hand in hand. Your weight Mm -hmm. doesn't dictate if you're healthy Mm -hmm. most of the time. Sometimes it can, because if you're extremely morbidly Mm -hmm. obese and it's, you know, Mm -hmm. interfering and your blood work is off and all of that, but you can have some extra pounds you can have, you know, a couple of rolls, you can have cellulite, yeah. you can have all of that and still be in a clean bill of health. But, but then again, mm-hmm. and I, this is me because this is what I do for a living. Yes. Why should we um, be disrespectful to somebody that's in a bigger body? And, right. you know, you use the word morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to pathologize them? Mm. Why do we have, why do we have to say morbidly? That means Ooh, death, right? right? Why do we have to say, if you look that way, we are already pathologizing you and saying that you're dead, that you're deadly, that you are not worth anything, mm. right? Why are we using these words to describe people? The power First of, of words, all, the power yes. of words. First of all, you could be healthy at any size but you don't owe anyone health. That's right. what I think people need to understand. If you weigh a certain amount, you don't owe anybody anything. If you're happy, mm-hmm. why do you have to owe someone your health? And, and also that. health is multidimensional. Just because you have high cholesterol doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Just oh, because yeah. you have diabetes or you have, you know, a, a PCOS or some other sort of chronic illness that sometimes are invisible doesn't mean that you're a bad person, even if you're in a bigger body. Mm-hmm. So why are we pathologizing people? Why are we saying, because you're that weight, you need to lose weight? Who are you to tell anybody what they need to do with their life? Mm-hmm. People can do a lot of things to manage their blood sugars, to manage their um, cholesterol, to manage PCOS, to manage epilepsy, to manage anything. There's a nutrition indication for almost everything, but none of them requires weight loss. Ah, and this is coming from a professional. Yeah. Right. So (laughs) So instead of focusing on I need to lose weight. Why not focus on, I want to feel better. I want to be healthier in a way that I can maybe do something that I wasn't able to do before, or maybe I can, you know, bring my cholesterol down right there. Boom. That's great. But if the number on the scale doesn't move, that doesn't make you lesser of a person. Right. Doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you a failure because you're working on your cholesterol. You're working on your blood sugars. You're working on whatever chronic illness that you have, but that scale doesn't dictate your worth. And it also shouldn't dictate how people respect you, see you, talk to you, or how the medical system sees you, talks to you, treats you. And I think that that's what this is all about, right? That we use, again, these words like morbidly, or we automatically assume because someone's in a bigger body that they need to lose weight, or that it's okay to be skinny fat, but you Mm. can't be fat fat. Like, why? Right. Why? People come in all shapes and forms. It all kind of goes back to 
I mean, and not to say these two are one in the same, but kind of like the entertainment and fashion industries, right? Because everyone, everyone wants to be, you know, wants to look like who the people dictate are on TV, Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. the people dictate are on these magazines, Mm -hmm. who the people dictate what size clothes, you know, are manufactured and things like that. So people really need to really think about why we've been conditioned mm-hmm. to, to feel this way and why certain types of people have been outcasted exactly. for, for no reason other than, you know, monetary reasons for the most and, part. And honestly, like what I always say is I don't care what size you are. You deserve respect. You deserve dignity. That's, That's it. A fact. That's the, the bottom line is that it doesn't matter what you look like. You don't have to be beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be society's picture of beautiful. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be society's picture of health, regardless of what size you are or how you look or what hair type you have or skin color you have or sexual orientation or lack thereof. Right. It doesn't matter. You deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Point blank period. Love yep. it. Done. A word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second one that really stood out to me was coping with your feelings with or without food. Mm-hmm. That is a big one for yeah. me. Oh my goodness. I am an emotional eater, but then I also eat out of boredom. So that's another aspect of it. And I feel like I've struggled with that for a very long time. And now that I've become more cognizant of it, Mm -hmm. I feel like I can manage it a little bit better, Mm -hmm. but it still happens. It's a struggle every single day. And, um, what kind of tips would you give my listeners to cope with, you know, emotional eating? Yeah. So I think, um, first of all, it's, 100% normal to cope with food. Food gives us pleasure and satisfaction and it makes us feel good. And we all have memories attached to food. And we, there's no one culture in the world that doesn't celebrate with food or mourn with food. And so food is meant to make us feel good. And so it's completely normal to use it as a coping mechanism. The issue lies when we use food as a numbing mechanism or it's a reaction to the fact that we're constantly restricting. And so when we feel out of control, usually Mm -hmm. because of some sort of emotion, then it leads to binging or emotional eating because your body just wants any way of feeling good or meeting its energy needs because hello, most people are in an energy deficit. So again, it's, it's way deeper than, you know, I'm just going to go for a run and and not eat that piece of cake. Right. Right. It's, it's way deeper than that. And it takes time to kind of like talk about that, deal with that, maybe even some therapy. Um, (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's not so cut and dry as in like, do this instead of that. There's a lot of digging and and soul searching that goes into understanding why you do what you do when it comes around food. Yes, that is a fact. And you mentioned binging. And I feel like because I have been on so many diets and Mm -hmm. because like diet culture was just something that I have everywhere. It's been a part of my life since probably you were four. Oh my goodness. That's when it starts. (laughs) No, seriously. Statistically speaking. Yeah. Wow. Four years old. That's crazy. The the most, most four-year-olds already can say something like that. And I think the stats are somewhere around like maybe I'll make it again. Nobody quote me on this because I don't have (laughs) these numbers in front of me, but there is some stat that says like second graders already like 
maybe 80 plus percent of second grade girls are already thinking about dieting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget. Oh, what grade was this? This was, this was fourth grade. So I was a little bit earlier, but still fourth grade. I'm still in yeah. elementary school. Yeah. Like, I'm still a child. Yep. And I'll never forget. I don't know why they made us weigh. like the teacher had to weigh us in front of the class. And I will never forget that I was like one of the heaviest girls in mm-hmm. the class. And it literally broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And I think I went home and I cried. Mm-hmm. And I told my mom I did not want to eat dinner because yeah. mm-hmm. I was too big. Even though looking back and I'm and I look back at my pictures now, I was a normal little girl. Yeah. Like yeah. it wasn't like and like you said, like not to say that if I was bigger, that there was anything yeah, wrong with it. Exactly. But I literally wasn't bigger. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So no, yeah. But in my head, because my little friends, you know, they were skinnier and I always had more meat, quote unquote, on me that I thought I was that there was something wrong with me and I was less than them. You know what I'm saying? So because society has technically taught you that by looking at the TV shows that you probably were watching, maybe even the comments you heard the women in your life making, Mm -hmm. maybe even the comments you heard other little girls saying, you know, there's so many different things that subconsciously make us believe these things, which is why, again, diet culture is so invasive because it's everywhere. It's even in the kids shows. Yeah, no, it is. And and you don't realize it because we're so desensitized, right? At this point, Mm -hmm. it's just part of regular Mm -hmm. day to day life that you don't Mm -hmm. realize that we're actually we're conditioning also our kids to know that like, oh, bigger and fatter, quote unquote, is worse. You know, it's that's not what we're supposed to look like. No, odd ones out. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? That again, they, they, it's like a subliminal message. Like we were just watching, um, the, the Santa Claus, the movie, like the first one, um, I was watching it with the kids mm-hmm. and in the episode where he starts turning or not the episode, God damn it. I'm like, this isn't Netflix <laughs> in the, <laughs> in the portion of the movie where he actually starts turning into Santa and he starts like becoming him, right. obviously getting bigger in the process, not even just the beard. Um, he's in the office and mm-hmm. he's in that meeting. He walks into the meeting in sweatpants and everybody's like, <gasps> so that's yeah. the first thing, right? Well, of course, it's a shock. He just came out of nowhere and looks completely different. But then two, he, instead of ordering regular food, he literally only orders cakes and sundaes and sweet stuff. So automatically right there, you're, you're conditioning people to assume that if somebody eats a lot of sugar, that they're going to look like that, right? So right there, subliminal messaging, you're and saying. And then also yeah. that he has no, like, if he would have controlled the way yeah. he ate, mm-hmm. then he would have exactly. the way he looked. Exactly, exactly, which is what the doctor says to him afterwards when he goes. He's like, well, yeah, then just stop eating sugar. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, he's turning into <laughs> He's literally he could he's have done. getting fatter so he can withstand <laughs> in the, the North Pole. Exactly. Okay, that's you need all that heat, okay? <laughs> that your body's going to create. <laughs> you need, what is it called? The blubber? The thermal, is that what the, the thermal the effect. Have? Yeah. <laughs> like you need it's it. It's a thermal effect. That's warm. what fat does for us. It's insulation. Mm-hmm. Under yeah. our skin. <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, yeah, so binging and emotional eating, it is normal. And I feel mm-hmm. like I have been doing it my whole life. Mm-hmm. But because now that I'm more cognizant of the facts, yeah. um, and not to say that I still won't have no. like a cookie or like mm-hmm. ice cream when no. I want it or yeah. whatever, but 
I, I think I can kind of pinpoint when I actually want it mm-hmm. or when like, I feel like I just need something to make me feel better. And not to yeah. say that I won't have it when I need mm-hmm. to feel better, but maybe mm-hmm. there's some other things yeah. I can do. I can get to the root yeah. of why I'm feeling yeah. that. Exactly. Or, yeah. And that's, yeah. The, and that's the big point, right? That's the goal. Yeah. So I, I will say that binging is not normal. Mm. Like the binge is not okay. Like you don't want to be living your life binging, but yeah. emotional eating is, and there's, they're two different things, but people usually associate them as the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of tell when I'm, I know when I'm binging, it's yeah. usually because I've been restricting myself Yeah, and you feel out of control. Yeah. And it's just emotional like, eating doesn't tired. feel that way. <laughs> and I just, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a whole pizza and I'm going to mm-hmm. get a two liter Pepsi and I'm going to get mm-hmm. this and I'm going to get that. It's that all or nothing mentality. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's terrible, but I know when I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. And then the last one and the most important to me was Ooh. respecting your body. Yes. That is the whole premise of do I look fat? I want body positivity, self-acceptance. That is so important. And I feel like I have come into that in 2020 more so than any other year, Mm -hmm. more because um, I feel like the podcast has helped me do that, right? I've Mm -hmm. been talking about experiences that I've had. Mm -hmm. I've been talking about things that kind of made me feel like, why do I feel this way about myself? Mm -hmm. Why do I... Why, why did this one time my uncle said I look like a zero walking down the street? How did that affect me for the rest mm-hmm. of my life, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I've just come to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I love myself. This is the most comfortable in my body that I've been in a very long time. And I'm nowhere near my quote unquote ideal weight, mm-hmm. right? Which I've literally thrown out the window. Yeah. I had a whole ideal weight. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. As long, the only thing I will say, what I do want to do is I want to be able to do a 12 minute mile. That's it. You can do that. You can do that at any size. And that's my, that is my plan and my goal. And I'm going to do it. There you go. But aside from that, I don't have a, like an ideal weight any longer. I don't even, I used to, I used to weigh myself every morning. Every oh single Lord. morning, as soon as I woke up, and I would I'm weigh sure myself. it dictated your life for the day. Oh, it sure did it. it it dictated my life for the day for the week for the year like (laughs) everything um so you say respecting your body um comparing yourself to everyone else will only cause you to fail at the end of the day yeah right yeah so Mm -hmm. everybody is different and you have Mm -hmm. to know what works for you yeah right um and just to go back you know, you had mentioned this in the podcast as well, but in your intro to intuitive eating, which everyone should sign up for and everyone should watch and everyone should download, (laughs) it will be linked in the description down below. Um, You mentioned a weight set point. What exactly is that? So I think one other thing that I want to say is also like body respect is a lot also to do with body neutrality. I think like I get the body positivity movement, and I'm all for it, but I feel like it could also be an extreme of like, I have to love myself all the time. Right. No, that's and true. you can't do that. You can't love yourself all the time. <laughs> You're going to have really bad days. And even on those days, you still need to respect your body. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me is the most important piece, right? That there's going to be days you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to hate how you look. But even on those days, you still have to eat and you still have to respect your mm-hmm. body. And so for me, that's what body respect is. And also 
like you said, the, this whole weight set point thing is that you need to respect where your body is comfortable at in whatever stage of your life you are in, right? Mm-hmm. And that is really hard, especially when you don't look like what society has told you you need to look or like you have told yourself you need mm-hmm. to look. Because sometimes the people in your life aren't telling you that you need to change yourself. Right. But you still in your head feel like you need to. And one of the biggest things that I have, you know, that I try to help the women I work with understand is that a lot of them start off in a bigger body um, and then have done either. Like I actually was just one of my clients today. She had, you know, gastric bypass surgery a few years ago. And yes, she lost a lot of weight, but she's sicker now than she Mm. was then. So even after people lose the weight, they're still not happy. So what what does that tell you? That weight loss isn't the answer, right? That you need to work on your happiness right now. Don't wait Mm -hmm. (laughs) until you get to this X amount of pounds. Don't wait until you look this way. Start living your life now and start working on these things now, right? Your weight weight stop point is where your body wants to be without you having to worry about counting calories, counting this, Okay, I could only I can't eat after six o'clock or I have to run 37 miles in a week or else I can't maintain this weight. No, your weight set point is the weight that you can have, you know, ice cream and cake and maybe have a salad the next day and then maybe have like Chick-fil-A another day. Like right. whatever. Your your day is varied, your life is varied, you're eating a wide variety of things, you're not stressing about food, and your body is maintaining. Mm-hmm. that's what weight set point is, right? Where your body is comfortably and thriving, where you no longer have so much stress around food. Um, and you're basically just living your life without a care in the world, <laughs> without the binging and restricting without, because that's what I noticed. Most women live in a binge restrict cycle. They don't even know what it's like to just normally eat. Yeah. I, I didn't know what that was until this year, to be honest, mm-hmm. because I was always, um, worrying about what how many not not per se how many calories oh I was big on the macros yeah but that's calories technically yeah which is almost worse like you're you're even going deeper than just calories Mm -hmm. like you're literally like I can only have this many carbs and this many fats and Uh and it's it takes over your life and I know so many people who like live their life just counting these things and it's like it dictates your entire your entire existence mm-hmm. and is it worth it no because most people get down to that weight and they're still not happy because we haven't gotten to the root of the problem of that problem exactly and exactly. that's that's very so important. start living your life now stop yes. waiting for you to get to somewhere that you might not ever get to mm-hmm because mm-hmm. it may not be for you it may not no. be for your body type no no and, and that's what like a lot of the women I work with are always like, I have so much room in my head for other things now. There's so much space for thinking when you're not <laughs> worrying about every calorie and every food yeah. or every point in every right. food. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, that's just what 2020 or this day and age, cause we're about yeah. to be in 2021, mm-hmm. but that's just what it has become for a lot of people. Yeah. And, um, I love that you are getting people away from that. And mm-hmm. I love that you are still promoting, you know, health and wellness, of course, yeah. but you're just like, listen, you can still have your ice cream. You can still have yeah. your cake. everything in moderation. I think that is where I'm really trying to 
live in a space of, right? Yeah. Like in moderation, too much of a good thing isn't always good, right? Yes. So yes. we, we have to make sure that there's a balance. You have to have- Oh uh, yeah, I like the word balance better than moderation because people still use the moderation as a diet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like I can only have three chips. Ah, <laughs> you know, the serving size says the serving size says it was three chips, and I can only have that. That's, right, right, right. That's, that's not balanced because nobody eats only three chips. And if you do, I'm judging you, and you might be a serial killer, <laughs> or you might have disordered eating or an eating disorder. But I can't diagnose. But this is something that you have to think about. We have pr- eating disorders are basically promoted as healthy. Mm. You know. Like yeah. on TikTok, they banned um, anorexia videos and now they're using a different hashtag. I forgot what they're using now. Basically pro-anorexia people. Pro-anorexia. Yeah, it's a thing. Oh boy. That that scares me for our youth, you know? Like yeah. for the kids because mm-hmm. it's like you have so much to worry about already with social media and mm-hmm. the internet and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's lives being on front street for the mm-hmm. most part. Like- kids don't know the kids already don't know how to keep things in you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like it's hard so it's like what do you what do you keep to yourself and what do you put online and and that's that's a that's another slippery yeah it's a lot but it's it's scary it definitely is scary so we're gonna get into my next segment okay which is hard on my sleeve and it's a segment where we dive a little deeper and talk about real life struggles we are facing or just things that we're going through at the moment. Um, so today, because it's the day before New Year's, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to talk about, you had a blog post where mm-hmm. it said, it is better to set intentions rather than resolutions. Mm-hmm. And that, so I actually read it today. And mm-hmm. I had a whole nother thing that I wanted to talk to you about. But when I read that, <laughs> I was like, oh my well, goodness. But I didn't write that blog. Okay. Isabel wrote that blog. Okay. But it was so on your website. The RD, yeah. She's the other dietitian on my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to discuss that because yeah, yeah. it was just, it, it resonated so much with me. And Isabel, your um, mm. partner had said a resolution is defined as a firm decision to do or not to do something. Whereas intention is defined as mm. an aim or a plan. And that mm-hmm. just within itself is just like, mm-hmm. this is why I've been doing it wrong all these years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's a resolution is so restrictive. It's like, it's negative. It's a negative aspect. You're putting a negative connotation of whatever it is that you want to change instead mm-hmm. of making a plan or an aim or a loose goal or something. Mm-hmm. We're changing something small. And you even had a TikTok today where mm-hmm. it said um, other things to have as a resolution instead mm-hmm. of um, weight loss. Wait, yeah. And it was like, drink more water, mm-hmm. get more rest. Yeah. What were the other ones? I couldn't. Oh God, I did one yesterday and one today. (laughs) I love your TikToks, by the way. You definitely, guys, you need to follow her because she has the best. No, don't, don't, don't judge my my dance moves. I mean, not (laughs) like they're not real dance moves. They're just whatever I'm trying to learn on TikTok because I'm trying to be cool like the young kids. I need Uh, to get on TikTok too. So do you know why? Because there's so much misinformation on TikTok, and I'm like, I gotta do something about this. Mm -hmm. Um, the first one here's so take social media breaks move your body for fun, try a new cuisine every month, meditate more, stretch more, 
and find work-life balance. And then that was yesterday's. And then today's was drink less alcohol, drink more water, read more, find a new hobby, diversify your social media and work on your sleeping habits. Yes. And I love that because it's not so cut and dry. No, it's more so, you know, make better decisions mm-hmm. in what yeah. it is. Work that, you on know, your health, work on yourself. Overall, don't worry. Without shrinking yourself. Right. Yes, (laughs) I love that. There's any time to show ourselves any extra compassion. It is now after 2020. Mm -hmm. We have (laughs) been through it all, right? So to come into the new year and to bring Mm -hmm. in all of this negativity and all of these Mm -hmm. restrictions, like, no, I can't Mm -hmm. do this. No, I can't Mm -hmm. do that. It it, Mm -hmm. it's not a good way to start the year where we're supposed to be starting fresh. Yeah. No. And again, the diet industry, the just just the diet culture industry just knows this because really what happens is people start these resolutions and they can't keep them. Right. My kid has the New Year's Eve thing. (laughs) the horns. Um, So, yeah. So you start these these resolutions and you tell yourself, I have to do this. I have to do that. Blah, blah. I have to be super strict. And by day 21, that's these statistically speaking by day 21 so january the third monday in january everybody's mm-hmm. already done yeah everybody's done keeping up you go to the gyms the gyms are dying down well there's not gonna be no gyms this year but you know <laughs> you go you know everybody starts saying how they suck and that they just are so down on themselves and blah 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 and then that's when all of the weight loss um, companies start ramping up their their products so it's called Ooh. blue monday so people try doing it on their own and then on the third week of january you'll notice that they come in hot and they start selling you stuff because that's usually when people give up and then they need help so they dive into something new wow and as many years as i've been on this earth you've never realized it because this is something that you know like it's it's just so sub, not yeah. subliminal, but it's, it's, they have intention. Yeah. <laughs> they have, Yeah. That's why they wait. They don't, I mean, they, they start throwing little tidbits at you now, but they, you will notice that you, they won't ramp up their ads until that third week of January. Cause they know when most people have given up. Most people have given up at that point. Right. They know that the, the psycho, they said, yeah, the psychology the behind, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. behind it. It's a marketing thing. Wow. That that's marketing wild. is all psychology. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> Girl, I so when I was doing like this podcast, even the the colors that people use, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. all psychology and it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> um to me, I feel as though the difference between resolutions and intentions really ties into one of your principles of respecting your body right? Mm -hmm. I am so tired of putting these restrictions and these negative thoughts on my body. I'm really just trying to love my body more and more every day. And feeling as though something is a punishment or a chore is not going to help me in the long run, because I'm not going to want to do it. Who wants to do something that doesn't make them happy forever? No one. You're going to stop at the end of the day. Like after a while, some people to be three weeks maybe it'll last a little bit longer but for the most part you're gonna go back to what makes you happy because we're human or you're being tricked into saying well we told you what to do if you couldn't do it that's on you not ours fault Mm -hmm. right we told you how to restrict we told you what results you were gonna get if you didn't do it or if you couldn't keep up with it you have no willpower yeah so it never falls on them (laughs) it always falls on you 
Mm-hmm. But your body has mechanisms in place as to why these things don't work. Of course, of course. Again, not everything works for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? That's very true. So whether it's a diet, whether mm-hmm. it's a workout, like it just, it may not work for you. Yeah. So I've decided, um, like I mentioned before, tomorrow is New Year's and I'm actually spending my New Year's Eve making my vision board for 2021. Oh, okay. I've never done one of those. I'm very much excited. Uh, this is this is my second I didn't do one last year and I'm kind of sad that I didn't so I'm very excited but would it have worked out with the year 2020 husband it wouldn't have because I had no (laughs) idea what 2020 was gonna bring (laughs) my life is completely maybe there was a reason why you didn't (laughs) everything for a reason but for this year um I'm definitely I have a lot of intentions for the year and whether it's business, my personal life, motherhood, finances, whatever, the word intention has been coming on, coming out a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So when I read that blog post today, I was like, oh my goodness, I have to talk about it because I'm really <laughs> trying to just live my life with intention and yeah. not just for the new year, not just for like whatever goals I may have, but just in whatever I do, like I want whatever I do to have an intention behind yeah. it. I'm not just doing things just to do just it. to do it. That's very important for me. That's the goal. I mean, it should be the goal for everyone. Your intention should be what makes you happy, what brings you joy. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So we're going to get into our last segment Mm -hmm. and it is, are you dead ass? And this is where we have a rant. This can be about anything that grinds your gears Uh and just makes you ask yourself, are you serious? Like, are (laughs) you dead ass? Right. So before I start mine, I wanted to ask you, do you have anything that you wanted to get off your chest? Um, I feel like I said a lot of it already, but one of my, (laughs) like my biggest thing is that it just, it makes me so angry that people are judged just because of their size. And that people will use the excuse of, I just want you to be healthy or um, I just want you to be better. Like, who are you to tell somebody what you want them to do with their life? Like, again, I think it's important to understand that you don't know what's happening in somebody's life. You don't know their circumstances. You don't know the life they're living. And for you to come out of the woodwork and, and randomly say to somebody on the internet, I'm really worried about you. You should really do this. Like because you're this size like to me that's that's that really grinds my gear like stop acting like you know people owe you a size Mm -hmm. or a number on the scale because they don't they deserve respect and dignity from you and from everybody else yes with a word everyone does we're all human we're Mm -hmm. all living breathing we all deserve respect regardless of what we may look like of what how we may speak of whatever have you we all deserve respect at the end of the day um okay so my dead ass is it's kind of new year's related and i'm kind of tired of seeing people talking about that they're cutting some everyone (laughs) off for them (laughs) and it's like not to say that you have to keep the negative things around you because no, I'm not, mm-hmm. a, I don't promote that at all, but I feel like you should always be trimming the fat quote unquote. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. You know, like if something doesn't serve you anymore, yeah. then let it go. Let and it that's go. not to say that you have to be disrespectful about it. That's mm-hmm. not to say that you have to be nasty about it. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to make a whole announcement. 
about it. You don't have to tell the world about it. <laughs> Just if it doesn't serve you any longer, because maybe it did serve a purpose in your life yeah. before. If it doesn't serve you any longer, just leave it at that. You don't have to mm-hmm. wait for the first of the year. You don't have to wait for Monday. You don't have yeah. to wait for the morning or whatever have you. If it doesn't serve you, then it doesn't serve you. Yeah. Like you don't have to go. I'm, I'm just tired of seeing everybody on Instagram or whatever talking about, oh, I'm cutting people off for the first and this, this, that, and the third. And it's just like, one, why are you promoting that? Yeah, Two, why are you telling people no? It sounds so negative. It sounds so negative. And it's like, so to me, it's like, so who's really the problem? Is it you or is it them? Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. It's just wild. So I'm over that. And I'm not... And I think I had posted something and it was like, I'm not cutting anybody off on the first because the only people who have stayed in my life are people who are want in my life. So there's that. Like, I don't need to do a whole deep cleaning on whatever, because if you don't serve my purpose, if you don't serve me anymore, then you were probably let go or cut off and you didn't know it because I'm not nasty about it. You didn't realize it. Right. (laughs) Pretty much. And that's it. I mean, I think, yeah. I think people that do that, there's always an ulterior motive behind Mm it. Yeah, for sure. (sighs) But let's just go into 2021 on a positive note, you know, bring forth positive energy, you know, positive reinforcement, good vibes, just be Mm -hmm. happy. Whatever that may look like for you, just be happy. Exactly. This was a great conversation and I'm so happy that you were able to come on today. Tell my listeners where they can find you. Uh, Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at your.latina.nutritionist. Love it. And everything will be linked down below her Instagram, as well as the link where you can find her 10 principles to intuitive eating, because I think everybody should look into it and read it and maybe even schedule on one on one with her because she has all the gems. Oh, yes. (laughs) I really think they should. Uh, You can find me on Instagram underscore Steffi Kiss, S-T-E-P-H-Y-K-I-S-S. The podcast page is Do I Look Fat? Exactly how it sounds. Everything will be linked down below as always. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. Bye, guys. Bye.